Welcome to the Free to Be More podcast by the Enoch Pratt Free Library. I'm your host, Megan McCorkle. This podcast series features conversations with leaders and innovators having a positive impact in our city. Let's get started. Your journey starts here. Minutes in the Library, Changing Lives. The Lawyer in the Library program has helped thousands of people since it started in 2015. Lawyers with Maryland Legal Aid, expunging records, giving advice in custody cases, offering support in bankruptcy or housing cases, all of it for free. We'll take a look at the impact of Lawyer in the Library, how it all started, and how it's providing a model for the country. So we have Todd Cagwin with Lawyer in the Library with us, Maryland Legal Aid. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes. And we're uh, excited to be here and just to talk about our program and what we're doing here uh, in Baltimore City and statewide. Okay. So Lawyer in the Library, what is it? Lawyer in the Library is a great program that started here in Baltimore City back in 2015, right after the Freddie Gray unrest. Mm-hmm. And one of our attorneys at the time saw what was going on at that intersection of Penn North and um, Pennsylvania Avenue and North Ave. And the Enoch Branch Library that's there stayed open the entire time. Mm -hmm. And seeing the need in the library, people flocking there as a kind of a safe haven uh, with what was going on um, in the city and in that neighborhood specifically, um, the thought was, Let's see if there's a need to, for an attorney to be there just to see if there's anything that, that someone can do from a legal standpoint with the issues that, that people face in that mm-hmm. neighborhood. So it started with one attorney, and it's turned into a weekly clinic at that library where even now, let's see, five years later, mm-hmm. we are seeing, you know, 20, it probably average about 30, 30 clients a week through there. So... On any given week, we could have over 50. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, a steady location for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where the lawyer in the library concept really started. Um, seeing a need in the city to bring legal services out into the community. And the first question is, well, you know, where do you go when you're going out into the community? So sure. seeing that everyone's flocking to this library was kind of a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. And it really started there. Um, and it, it's grown um, exponentially over the years, pretty much so. Yeah. In the very beginning, when it was just sort of that one lawyer and you guys kind of didn't know what to expect, what were those early days like? So I can't personally speak to the early days, um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was uh, from, you know, talking to the attorney that started it, it was an eye-opening experience. Mm-hmm. Um, walking in and just seeing seeing the amount of people there, hearing the need that people had for legal services, it very quickly grew to multiple attorneys being there on a regular basis and, you know, a wide range of, of civil matters that we can help people out with. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about a typical day now at Lawyer in the Library. So if I'm somebody who's walking in, how does it work? Yeah, so it's you walk into, we're talking kind of the Penn North Library. Mm-hmm. Specifically, you walk in and we have a, a table set up with someone there kind of directing you to the meeting room that we're in. And then um, you walk into this meeting room and it is, there's a large sitting area. We have probably 10 tables set up, two of which are paralegals doing some initial paperwork. And then we have six or seven tables with attorneys Mm -hmm. um, there. And the attorneys range from 
doing, uh, we have three attorneys doing just expungements. Mm -hmm. We have um, attorneys doing housing, um, bankruptcy matters. We have attorneys doing uh, family law matters and attorneys doing um, consumer law, um, government benefits stuff. So it's a busy room. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, We kind of talk about it as like an organized chaos. Um, <laughs> you, know, you can have anywhere from, as I said, 30 to 50 people sitting in the room waiting. And we just try and give everyone the attention that they need. So once somebody is in uh, in the room waiting for help, we'll stay as long as we need to to make sure that everyone is served. Mm -hmm. So when they walk in, they kind of, um, if someone's kind of triages their issues so they can figure out who's the right fit? Yeah. So we have someone uh, who greets them at, at the door, signs them up. Um, we try and see everyone generally in order that they've, that they've come. Uh, so it's a, it is a first come, first serve. Um, but at that time, we assess really what the legal issue is. So then we know where to direct them. Mm -hmm. And once we have that, we can um, efficiently keep the program running um, and try and make sure that people aren't um, aren't waiting if they don't have to wait. If we have uh, an attorney who covers the area of law that they're there for, um, we can get them to that attorney and get them help right away. Mm -hmm. Who are the attorneys that are in the room? They are all amazing, amazing people, mm -hmm. have uh, just an amazing passion to help, help people. So at the Penworth Library, it's a mix of legal aid attorneys and pro bono attorneys. Mm -hmm. um, we really try and call on the private bar to help us with matters. Um, you know, we use them as, as a resource and we have some amazing pro bono attorneys that help us out. Um, if they're not there, you can really tell when you walk into the room because uh, we just can't work as efficiently. Sure. Um, so we have typically three pro bono attorneys doing expungements, and then we have um, the other areas of law are our legal aid attorneys that uh, you know volunteer their time uh, every Tuesday to be there for a two-hour period. Sometimes it can be three and four hours, depending sure. on, on how crowded it is. So it's it's a mix of of legal aid attorneys, pro bono attorneys, paralegals, and then we have you know volunteers who come every single Tuesday help assign people in, keep the show running. You know, it's really a, a full team effort. We wouldn't be able to do it if if one, you know, link of that chain wasn't there. It just would not work as well. People ask what makes pro bono attorneys want to come out, but I guess a lot of the firms ask them to do pro bono work, right? Yeah, I, I think it's encouraged um, by a lot of the firms for attorneys to, to give back. Um, you know, we have, as attorneys, we have... Uh, a knowledge base from our education, um, as well as a skill set that, you know, when we're at our respective firms, we're doing our work. But to be able to use that skill and that knowledge outside of outside of the firm, um, I, I I do think it's encouraged by a lot of the firms. Um, unfortunately, Maryland as a state doesn't have set pro bono requirements. Mm -hmm. So you know, s some people, if it's not required, you know, it's you know, it's kind of back of mind. Sure. But we do have a strong, uh, strong pro bono base. Um, and we're always looking for more. Um, we could always use pro bono attorneys either at our clinics or for, you know, clients that we've taken on for representation to either help us with that case, be in court, or um, just for advice. If, if, you know, we don't have an answer for something, we can call on, on our pro bono attorneys. It's important for people to know that these are just civil matters. They can't help with criminal cases. So what are some of the types of cases that can and can't be helped within lawyer and Correct. Lawyer? Yeah. So it's almost everything on the civil side. Um, we don't do any criminal law. Probably the closest we get to any criminal practice, and it's 
you know, not criminal practice is the expungement work. Mm -hmm. But uh, for civil matters, you know, it ranges from landlord tenant to government benefits, family law issues, um, bankruptcies, veterans benefits. I'm sure I'm missing some, but <laughs> it runs um, the gamut. yeah, it really does. It really is anything from a civil standpoint, you know, we will, uh, we will look at essentially. Unfortunately, we can't take everyone that walks into the clinic on as a client. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a portion of people that come in uh, that for various reasons, we, you know, we might not be able to take on as a client, but most often we will at least, they'll at least leave with, with advice from us, mm -hmm. some sort of plan for their case moving forward. And, and so we, we try not to leave anybody just walking out empty-handed. Sure. What is the most, I guess, popular thing that people come in for? What do they most need help with? I w it really depends on, on where we are. Mm -hmm. You know, we're in eight libraries in the city, mm -hmm. um, eight of the, of the Pratt libraries, Enoch Pratt libraries. And we do stuff statewide. So we do the Lauren Library. We're in all but or we've been in all but six six of the counties in the state. Wow. Um, so in Baltimore City, I would say expungements are probably the most popular, mm -hmm. um, if we could call it popular. Sure, I know. Uh, the most popular issue. And, and even now, you know, at Penn North, probably the overwhelming majority of people that come in are for expungements. Mm -hmm. So now at some of the smaller Lauren libraries that we do and the, some of the smaller branches, um, it really varies. I mean, sure. we'll see, we might see... If we have 10 clients, there might not be any expungements. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, overall, the majority of the Lord and Library clients are expungement clients. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the impact of these expungements, how they can impact somebody's life. Because I know the law changed a few years back, allowing people to expunge more of their record. What kind of things does that help people with? Yeah, so the laws have been changing almost every year for the last <laughs> few years. So, it's hard to keep um, up. <laughs> it is hard to keep up, but they've been more, uh, uh, I guess, wide-ranging. Um, so as you mentioned, it's allowed people to expunge more. Mm -hmm. um, the laws have covered more, um, more crimes that might not have been expungible in the past. Um, the unit I'm with in Legal Aid is called uh, Community Lawyering Initiative. Mm -hmm. And one of the main goals of the initiative is to reduce barriers to housing and employment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's always one of our goals in, in doing this is try to reduce some of those barriers. And it's pretty regular. We see people come in who have mentioned, you know, applying for a job and their employer has done a background check and you know, a couple things have, have come up and they, they need to get it cleared off. So to be able to clear people's criminal records and allow them to get that promotion, apply for that next job, apply for a, a better housing situation, the effects of that aren't just, you know, more money in my pocket because I got a promotion mm -hmm. or a nicer place to live. It's once you have that extra income, that sense of of confidence that you get, of, of success, you know, that can you know, cover every area of life. Mm -hmm. You know, the being proud about, you know, where you live, that new apartment unit that you were able to 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 obtain because your record's clean. You know, having that having that pride uh, really can spill over into a lot of areas of, of of someone's life. So, you know, those are the effects that we that we hope for um, and that we see on a regular basis. The Enoch Pratt Free Library is now offering video games. From educational games for children to fun games for kids and adults, you can get them for free at select Pratt locations. You're free to be more at the Pratt. 
What's the reaction from people when they do come in, probably not exactly knowing what this is all about, and you tell them that you are able to do something like expunge their record? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's always a positive reaction. Um, we'll have people <laughs> sure. that will walk into a clinic and they might have just been coming to the library to bring a, a book back, you know, check something out, and then they see this sign, Lori, in the library. And they start talking to us and they realize that, you know, they can clear up their record. And their eyes just, just get wide. Um, you can sense a, a feeling of kind of calmness coming over them and just... Uh, just general happiness that um, that this is something that they can first do right there, but then feel the effects of down the road. So, you know, still, even though we've been doing this for as long as we have, we still have people that are surprised that here we are. Um, I mean, even at Penn North, I mean, our, our biggest clinic, we're there every single Tuesday. Mm-hmm. People still come in and, and we'll say, you know, I didn't know you guys were here. And they can't wait to tell people they know in their neighborhoods um, that we're there. So there is a great sense of excitement from people who might just walk in the library and have no idea that we're there that day. And um, they just feel so fortunate that, that the timing was right, that they walked in, were there, and were able to help them out. Yeah. Is there kind of this amazement that because people associate legal help with a bill? So for them to know that that service is out there for free, I guess it must like sort of knock them back on their feet a little. Yeah, you know, it, it does. And a lot of people do have that expectation and we still get it. You know, well, how much <laughs> is this, this going to cost? Yeah. Me? And you know, we tell them, no, this is all free. Mm-hmm. And it's whether we take them on as a client or not, even if we can't represent them. Sure. At, if we meet them in the library, we'll still give them advice. So people are extremely grateful. But yeah, they kind of have that sense of, what is this going to cost me? Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that we're there and able to do this at no cost, you know, bring legal services into the communities of Baltimore City that really need them is really amazing. And, and people are, for the most part, extremely grateful that that we're there. Yeah. People still ask us what library cards cost and how much they have to pay for the books. And we're still, yeah. So it's just continuously telling them yeah, it's, it's free. Pro- probably something that's going to always, always be there. Sure. Um, but, you know, especially in the legal field because, you know, people think of, of legal services and, and dealing with, with a lawyer. And the first thought is money. Mm-hmm. Of course. Are there any client stories that have stuck with you that um, you kind of take home with you that you could share with us? Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a few that really stand out. I mean, you know, there's stuff on a weekly basis that, you know, you're, you're at a clinic and you help someone out and they're just extremely grateful and those stick with you. You know, real quick, uh, I had one client right around the holidays last year that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it wasn't a, a story that that stuck out. It was, you know, kind of a standard client. He came in for expungements. We cleared some stuff off for him. I'm I'm pretty sure he wasn't able to clear everything off his record. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's this was back in the in the fall, late summer, early fall. And then he called around the holidays, and he just called to say thank you. So, you know, we have that, which is which is which is great. Mm-hmm. There. See, another one that sticks out is um, a woman who was a client of ours for expungements. She was a victim of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes with domestic violence, there are second-degree assault charges for both sides of the uh, situation. She had a guilty second-degree assault on her record. Mm-hmm. She had a couple other incidents prior to that that were able to be expunged, no problem. But there was this guilty second-degree assault. Sure. And at the time, she was in her early 20s, I believe. Mm. It had been um, 
probably about 10 years. Wow. And in that time period, she had gone to nursing school, gotten some sort of licensing for her professional career, but she hit a roadblock to get some additional licensing. Mm -hmm. And this was really holding her back. She still had a few more years until that guilty charge was eligible for expungement. So we filed um, filed it for her, um, and we had a hearing on it. This was back uh, last June, and we were able to get this expunged for her early. And she was so thankful mm. because what this was going to do for her and her daughter, you know, as far as getting that licensing to take another step in the positive direction for her career, and then just the effects that will have to the other parts of her life. So um, that was um, one of my personal success stories. Um, you know, I was there with her in court, represented her at the hearing, and it was um, great to hear the judge grant the expungement, but also see the judge grant it with, essentially with, uh, I mean, the judge had a smile on her face. The judge mm-hmm. was happy to grant it in this situation. So um, that that was um, a great, a great story. Uh, a second one goes back I think a few years to a little earlier in, in the program, we had um, uh, a gentleman who uh, in his teenage years got into a little bit of trouble, as a lot of teenagers do. Sure. <laughs> um, and after getting into trouble, he kind of turned his life around on his own, mm-hmm. started, you know, continuing his education, but he still had this this kind of checkered past on his on his criminal history. So he came to, I believe he came to Penn North, and we were able to expunge all but one charge on his record. Wow. And that one that uh, that is still there um, is going to be eligible coming up, and the years coming up, it's just not eligible yet, so we will be able to clear everything off at some point. But since then, he now is a social worker for the state of Maryland. So, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, he not only on his own initiative saw... You know, he needed to make a change, but then he took the initiative to also clear his record. And then he's not giving back. So that's probably one of the greater success stories that really stands out. Another one, just last summer, we had a gentleman come in to Penn North and uh, with one of our pro bono attorneys who helped him out, did you know amazing work for him. They filed 40 petitions. Wow. So it was uh, quite a workout for the pro bono <laughs> yeah. attorney. And they have since all 40 have since been granted. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, just the, the sheer weight of having that off of off of his record um, is amazing. And the fact that we filed 40 and 40 were granted, you know, is, is a, a huge plus for our pro bono attorney for doing such great work. Um, and also huge for, for this client to be able to have that off his record and not, not be worrying about it. Do you get a lot of clients that do come back after and talk about how much this impacted their lives? You know, in, in my just over a year of being at Legal Aid, I haven't, unfortunately, haven't seen a lot of it. Mm-hmm. We do, every now and then, we will have someone come in who is bringing a friend or a family member, and they will say, you know, I did this, and it's been great for me. These, this is great. Come in and do it, and just get your record cleared up. So we do every now and then. I, I wish there was more that we could, um, we could see the clients and how they progress once this is off their record, uh, be it through you know housing, employment, um, whatever, whatever the success story might be afterwards. Um, it would would be nice to be able to, to see a little more. Sure. So I guess people bringing other people in is really a testament, or just the spreading of word of mouth. Yeah, just I mean, really, the spreading of word of mouth is probably you know 
the biggest thing we could ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a former client bring in another client um, is probably our best you know, success rating because they were happy with our work. We were able to help them out and they were so happy that they wanted to bring somebody else. So you know, that's really how we hope that the word will spread. Um, you know, word, word is constantly spreading about the Learn the Library. But, you know, just word of mouth, clients leaving, you know, Penn North or the Clifton branch or Waverly and just saying, I just went and did this and it was easy and it was great. You guys need to go. And just having that spread, you know, throughout their circles, their neighborhood, their their community is really the biggest thing we could ask for to try and get our, our word around about lawyer in the library. Join the Pratt Library Summer Challenge, June 12th through August 14th. Read books, attend programs, and win prizes like t-shirts, Orioles tickets, and more. Programs available for all ages. Sign up at your local Pratt Library branch or visit prattlibrary.org. How personally, I guess, fulfilling is this for you and for the other attorneys that are going there day to day? And in a short two-hour period, you're helping change people's lives. Yeah, it's extremely fulfilling, extremely rewarding. Um, you know, I'm extremely fortunate. I tell everybody this who asks me, you know, what I do and how I like it. It's, you know, as much as I love the work, I love helping people. You know, the other the other side of it is that I work with some amazing people. Um, you know, some of the most amazing attorneys that I've ever come across are sitting right next to me on a daily basis. So to work with a group of people that are, are as passionate is really just as rewarding as, you know, having that client sign that expungement petition and getting the order in the mail that it was granted. We all strive every day to, to help our clients as much as possible. And working with like-minded people is extremely fulfilling and, uh, and, and rewarding and, you know, for me, just as much as helping out every client that we see uh, on, on a, a daily daily basis. You know, for me, I was at a point when I started at Legal Aid where I was actually considering, you know, a, a career change and getting away from practicing law mm-hmm. altogether. I just didn't enjoy it that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the time um, working for another program that helps out um, individuals who were just recently arrested mm-hmm. at Central Booking. And seeing the issues firsthand in talking with these people who had just been arrested um, was eye-opening. I'd been in Baltimore for close to eight years at that point, and it still was just eye-opening to see here firsthand what's going on in in Baltimore. Sure. So then in in looking for jobs, you know, a a legal aid job posting came up and for the Community Lawyering Initiative, and it was just an immediate, you know, connection to I've seen clients on the front end, and now I can help them on, on the back end. Mm-hmm. So it was an opportunity that I jumped on, and um, it's, you know, in a sense, helped me turn my life around. You know, giving back to to the clients that need them, you know, working with amazing people. Um, it's uh, it's a joy to wake up every day and, and walk in, into into the the, uh, the office. Mm-hmm. I know Maryland Legal Aid has been doing this work for quite some time, but why— did the connection with the library specifically sort of um, open those doors more? I know the library is really a place that people trust and they come in. Did that play into the success of this program, you think? I think it's been crucial to the success of the program. You know, first seeing after the unrest, 
the the need at the Penn North branch mm-hmm. and seeing how many people were coming in there because it is that safe haven. Um, it's a place where they can come and, you know, do stuff that they need to do, be it, you know, looking stuff up on the internet, um, taking out books, videos, uh, music, stuff like that. But having a safe place where you can kind of get away from what's going on outside. But then expanding that, you know, it's not just the Penn North Library. Mm-hmm. It's, as I mentioned, the Waverly Library, the Clifton Library, you know, in South Baltimore, uh, Cherry Hill, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, um, Southeast Anchor. I mean, it's, it's, it's all over the city. These are places where people go. It's a center point of the neighborhoods. People can go and feel safe there. Um, so the partnering with the libraries has really been crucial to the success of the program because without that, you know, where, if we want to bring legal services into the communities, where would we go to meet people? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need that that kind of base. And the libraries have been that kind of, you know, rock steady base since since this program started. We're also trying to think of, of other ways to expand the program, you sure. know, other areas that are other locations that might, might be a good uh, meeting place. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're toying with, you know, trying to partner with schools um, and do something with schools. We've even talked about, you know, laundromats, lawyer in the laundromat, because that's a place where people are going on a regular basis. Yes. You know, we work with workforce development sites, and we also have self-help centers at the courthouses, um, some of the courthouses. So, um, you know, we're trying to expand this to um, provide legal services to people that need it, because, you know, oftentimes you think of attorneys, and we touched on it already, but you know, you think about what is, what is that bill going to be? Sure. I can't afford it, so I don't have a lawyer for me. So it's not just people with resources or organizations with resources that have access to legal services. We want to expand that and, and uh, you know allow access of legal services to the people in the community that, that do truly need it. Mm-hmm. How can people find out about Lawyer in the Library? Um, so. Uh, I'm going to do, a, a, I guess, a shame, shameless plug. You know, our, <laughs> our website has all of our clinics over the next few months mm-hmm. listed out every single day. So www.mdlab.org. Mm-hmm. And right on the homepage has all of our clinics listed out. You know, we're at some locations weekly, some biweekly, some monthly, some quarterly. So hopefully, no matter where you are, uh, we'll have something that's convenient for you to to, to access. And the other way is just, um, I, I guess, just word of mouth. Hope people yep. are spreading the word um, through the communities um, and and letting other people know, you know, what what we're doing, where we're doing it, um, and hopefully word word will spread that way as well. This started in 2015 in one library. How much has it expanded in Maryland, but then also how much has are nationally people kind of trying to model what you guys are doing? Yeah, so it started with with one library here in Baltimore City. As I mentioned, we're now in eight libraries in Baltimore mm-hmm. City. We um, have done other types of clinics, um, you know, mainly just ex- straight expungement Spension, clinics yep. um, in every county in the state but four. And we've done a lawyer in a library in um, a library in every county but six. So it really has grown statewide. We were in Cumberland in the fall doing clinics out in Western Maryland, mm-hmm. 
this spring, we were out in Salisbury doing clinics on the Eastern Shore. Um, we're down towards DC and Southern Maryland. I was just at um, in Calvert County yesterday wow. for a clinic. Um, so we really are statewide. Um, and as you mentioned, I mean, we have garnered some national um, national attention for this concept of bringing legal services out into the communities and using libraries specifically as kind of the the the, the like the medium to get services out there. You know, we've we've had calls from West Virginia, um, some southern states, mm -hmm. western states, just to ask about what this is and how are we doing it. And I hope that we're kind of a model that can be expanded nationwide because it's not just Baltimore uh, or Maryland that, that has this need. You know, it, it's nationwide. The need for legal services, access to legal services is really nationwide. It's really that light bulb moment partnership, right? <laughs> yeah, it really was. You know, the, when, it, when it, it, it worked, you know, kind of coming up with the concept and then seeing it work. And then, you know, this partnership with the libraries here in Baltimore City just expanding and growing. Um, you know, like I said, from one library to now eight city libraries um, all around Baltimore City is really a testament to the model um, of working with libraries and 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 the testament to it, it working and working very well. And give me the legal aid website one more time. Yep, it's www.mdlab.org. Great. Todd Cagwin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. The Pratt Hamden branch is getting a makeover. Major renovations are underway, but you can still access library services nearby at the Hamden Family Center. Stop in for weekly story times, pick up books on hold, get help on the computer, and more. More details at prattlibrary.org. I'm Megan McCorkle, and you've been listening to the Free to Be More podcast by the Enoch Pratt Free Library. You can follow the Pratt on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next month for another Free to Be More conversation. Thanks for listening.